Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, we chat with Kendrick, who's building a video production agency in Atlanta, Georgia, USA. Kendrick's a talented videographer with a highly skilled team, but he's feeling stuck when it comes to building a process to generate new business on a regular basis. Kendrick and his former partner went their separate ways recently, leaving Kendrick without someone to handle all the business development full-time. So Clay and I walk him through a few options for filling the lead generation gap, Stay tuned for our conversation after these quick messages from our sponsors. Oh, and before we kick off the episode today, I am calling anyone out lurking in the shadows, trying to work up the courage to join me and Clay here on the show. As you'll hear later in the episode from Kendrick, the process is super easy and worthwhile. Be sure to join us for your own coaching call here on Freelance to Founder. Just visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to sign up. You just fill out a quick questionnaire and then we'll have you on for your own coaching call to overcome any hurdles you might be facing as you scale your business. We'd love to have you join us. Visit freelance2founder.com. Now onto the show. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee from Milo.co and joining me on the air, as always, is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripified.com. Hey, Clay. Hey, man. What's up? What's going on? What's up, man? You know, we don't uh, we don't talk enough about your business on the air, so 
tell, tell I, I mentioned at the top of every show, I, you know, I say my friend from my friend Clay from Get Dripify. What is Dripify? Give people like a 30 second pitch uh, if they want to check out more about Dripify. Uh, yeah, sure. So I, I, I can give you like a little 10 second pitch if that's better. Um, so Dripify is basically a we're a marketing company for service providers, but not an agency. So we basically provide uh, marketing courses and consulting for service providers. That's, cool. So, so that's if I'm kind listening, of the of it. that's awesome. So if I'm listening in, I'm a service provider. I want to level up my game as an entrepreneur. I can go take some courses. Uh, Get some some gems on how to market my business, particularly, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all the things like... Uh, so for those of you that... If this is the first episode you're listening to, I used to own a, a marketing agency, used to do done-for-you services for, for big brands. I used to charge thousands of dollars a month to be able to do that stuff. And, and after I sold that agency, I decided to put all of my knowledge into courses and make it available to anyone... Uh, for a fraction of the price, but of course it's you know it's done done it's DIY version, right? It's just coursework. Mm. Yeah, cool. I love it. So uh, check it out, getdripify.com. Uh, you can check out what Clay and his team are working on. It's some fun stuff to follow. Uh, I've been obviously following along closely, and it's fun to watch you guys. Um, I appreciate the plug. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure, absolutely. Uh, also joining us on the air. Thank you for being patient while we give Clay's business a short plug there before we start the episode. But joining us, calling from Atlanta in the USA, is Kendrick. Welcome to the show, Kendrick. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. Oh excited man, we're so to excited to, to have you. Excited yeah. to talk to you. Yeah, we're so so pumped you're here. Kendrick was telling us uh, before we hit record, you've been listening to the show for a few months. Uh, and you keep hearing us say, like, come on the show, come on the show, <laughs> you know, come get a coaching call or whatever. You finally pulled the trigger. We love to hear that. Like, if you're listening right now, I guess, Kendrick, what advice do you have for someone who's still sitting on the sidelines wishing that they uh, had had pulled the trigger to come on the show? Well, first off, it was the process for signing up was so simple. Uh, and and I decided this week to, like, get on the show and the spot that was available was this week. So nice. it, it wasn't even like a, a long, all right, we'll get you in two months sort of a thing. It was like... Hey, I think I want to be on the show. All right, now I'm on the show, and it and it happened so fast. And then the forms to fill out it was super easy. And so you guys make it easy. And it's just, I think it's important just to get other perspectives on your business as much as you can. I'm a big fan of feedback and and criticism. I think it's important for you know new business owners and creatives to always be getting uh, advice. So I'm excited. Sure. Yeah. Well, great. We're excited to have you, and hopefully you can. Uh, hopefully you can. Continue to give us a good plug after after the conversation too. Hopefully, it brings some value to your business. Oh, sure why don't you Why don't you start off by telling us and the listeners a little bit about what you're working on, who you are, who your clients are? Just give us kind of a picture of what your current situation is. Sure, uh, I'm a video producer mostly. Uh, I'm also a photographer, and I've been doing that most of my whole career. And then about three years ago, I got laid off from my corporate job. Most it's always been corporate mostly, mm, and so yeah, I got yeah. laid off from a corporate job and decided to start my own firm. Um, joined up with a friend of mine and we, we went into business together and, uh, that was in 2019. And then, um, we had a pretty good year in 2019, uh, growing and, and building the business. And then COVID hit the year, you know, a year later and it really wow. slowed things down a whole lot. Cause we had, we had, there was one day in 2020 that we had three clients all call us and cancel their big projects. And it was just a, it was a, it was a punch you know, punch to the gut. Gosh, and, yeah, um, that's rough. And yeah, so we had to rough. kind of, you know, strategize, 
what we were going to do next. Some of those, some of that was event stuff. We weren't a big event production company, but that those clients were putting on conferences. And, um, and so then, uh, one of the things that, that I decided to pull out of the back pocket was, uh, I had been studying, uh, YouTube optimization and SEO on YouTube and how to, how to give videos mm, yeah. better. And, you know, I became YouTube growth certified. And, and so I was like, maybe some of these clients are going on YouTube now. So we started marketing that and, uh, that worked out pretty well. I actually got some clients that way. Um, started doing some YouTube channel management and, um, I really like that. Then, uh, business partner and I decided to split up sort of at the end of 20, uh, 2020. It, it was more about, um, just different visions for how things ought to be. Uh, kind of leave it at that. And so we, I bought out his shares. I kept the company going and, uh, our division of labor was, he was a, uh, he was more the, the business development and sales mm-hmm. networking guy. Yeah. I was the operations and creative, the one running everything. And, uh, and, and so that left me in charge of kind of getting new clients and, and that part of the business has taken a hit. Um, it's not something that comes mm-hmm. naturally to me. Um, that's why I started listening to you guys a show, of course. Um, yeah. So I'm working on getting better. I'm not. I'm not bad at it. I'm not awful. I have some. I have a good personality, and I, I kind of know the basics. And when I talk to people, I sometimes I can do a good job of getting them to close. And it's really about meeting new people. I don't really have a system for meeting new people. I don't really have a a process. You, you know, it's kind of like referrals yeah. almost all the way. And um, so that's one of the things I'd like to dive into on this episode is, is how to develop a, uh, a, a marketing system so that I have some kind of a recipe book. I can kind of be like, this is yeah. what I do. And I got some more detailed questions on that when we get to it. But, um, the second, the second category of topic I want to explore is, um, I've actually niched into one of my passions once we split up, I decided to niche hard into the sustainability industry. I think it's a growing niche, a big industry, and I think it's really important for storytelling. So the video production services and the storytelling, the cinematic commercial stuff, that's what I like to do. And I think that's an industry that I can sleep well knowing mm, I'm, I'm supporting yeah. these sustainable companies. So we've niched really hard into that, and uh, I'm happy with how that's going. But it makes me wonder in my marketing messaging, do I, it's almost like I got two kind of niches. I got the sustainability industry niche as an industry, and then I have the YouTube optimization as a service niche. And I just don't know how well they fit together as a, a pair to be marketed. Yeah. And, and so I've pondered splitting out to a different business. I've pondered maybe, I don't know, not doing it. Um, so I, I'm interested in diving into that piece of the conversation a little more as well. And so that's kind of the, the, the story there. Awesome. I love it. Uh, thank you. for You basically set up the whole episode. I think this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, <right>? uh, listeners, <laughs> listeners now know exactly what they're getting into uh, with this episode. And I think those are two really important things uh, to talk about. First of all, like top of the funnel or, or like lead, lead system generation. Like how, how do I, you know, how do I build a process that, uh, that I can depend on month over month to bring me new leads so that it's not just like luck of the draw or haphazard or feast famine or all of those things that we hear about. 
but how can I develop a process that can be predictable? So there's something to be chewing on, uh, Clay. And then, and then the question of like two different businesses. Like if I'm, if I feel like I'm being pulled in two directions, do I build two businesses at the same time? Do I focus on one? Do I somehow keep them together? Do I like what's the you know what's the right path there? I want to as we dive into that, keep in mind, uh, Kendrick, um, your uh, survey, I guess, or, or a questionnaire that we that we send everyone who comes on the show. And uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, if you'd like to join us for a coaching call, we would love to have you. I'm calling you out. If you've been on the sidelines, it's time for you to come on a call and get a coaching call with me and Clay. We will do our very best, as you see on the show, to help you. You know, we don't know everything. We're not perfect, but we've been doing this stuff for a long time and studying this stuff for a long time. And we've talked to hundreds of people about building agencies and scaling service businesses. And like I said, we've done it ourselves a couple times. And um, and we'd love to just chat with you on the air. So visit freelance2founder.com. You can click the microphone icon there and fill out a questionnaire and pick a time and join us on the show. Kendrick, when you filled out the questionnaire, you put that you're currently a five on the scale of freelance to founder, free, one being freelancer, 10 being founder, and that you want to be more like an eight in the next six or 12 months. Could you paint a picture for us of what an eight might look like to you? Sure. Um, last, I'd say at the, to kind of reflect back on, on when, before COVID, uh, the company actually had, we had a team of four. So it was me and my partner. And then we had a, a like a 20 to 30 hour per week intern. And then we had a project manager who was about 20 hours a week. And, um, and we had a team, like three or four contractors. So I really felt like at that time period, I was, and I was like, I was the CEO and I was the, 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 the overall quarterback of everything and, um, things were going pretty good. So in that moment, I felt like I was probably closer to a six or seven, mm. uh, maybe an eight. Um, probably if I put an eight on the thing, I'm probably wanting that back to get back to that. So let's call that yeah. where I was an eight. Um, and then, and then COVID, you know, our finances kind of just slowly dwindled and, and team members split off and, and, and now it's just me and a couple of contractors. And so I feel like I'm back to, um, four or five and, yeah. and the eight is like, I guess eight is, is being able to, um, dip out of the business sometimes without everything breaking down, but not yeah. like being totally irrelevant to the business. You want to take some time off. If you if you could without sure revenue, one of the without, other, without loss of revenue exactly one of the other things I put on there was I'd like to be uh, geographically independent uh, mm-hmm. as well as of course financially independent but um, if I have to go you know love to travel if I have to go somewhere for a week or two or three or get to go somewhere for but the business can keep going I still might do emails I still might you know provide creative input on stuff and and do some feedback but really having um, a little bit less criticalness i think is where i'd like to be yeah. to everything yeah. i love that well i think we can tackle a lot of that today um let's let's start off with the question of uh like how how do i build a a process that i can depend on month over month to generate leads and i think i'd like to start kendrick by asking you you said your current process is mostly based on referrals um let, tell us a little bit more about your clients like uh, first of all, do you have clients on a retainer basis? Like, do you have any clients that just need repeat work from you month over month, or or do you do like one video project and then and then kind of uh, they just go their way? Yeah, and what what kind of video projects are they? Too? Yeah, good question. 
couple different answers on that. The, we had I had a retainer client who was um, sort of a a general content need. Like they just had we we know we're going to need content, so let's get let's do a retainer and you just create stuff for us on a regular basis, and that worked out pretty well. They kind of re they got a new CEO and reexamined some things, and so uh, they're taking a break, but they're still it's they're still a client. I'm still proposing new proposals for them. So they're not gone, but they're not a retainer anymore. Okay. Um, and then I had a, I had a, a client who was, we did a year long sort of engagement where we created content over the course of a year. Um, and so it wasn't like a, a an ending retainer. It was just like, we're going to create content. And, and a lot of this stuff is social content, social videos. So okay. we might go and do on site a day or two of shooting a bunch of different things that we've kind of pre-planned. But then out of that footage, we pull a 10 minute video, a five minute video, 15, 15 second videos and a bunch of different stuff like that for their social. And, and we try and be really efficient with our clients on site shooting budget because we know we can pull so much more you know, content out of it. And so yeah. um, it, it, it can be a variety of things. We, we shoot photos when we're on site and stuff like that. So, that's the type of content we we more so have one-off projects. Okay, so the the majority are one-off projects. Yeah. Well, that's what, not, what kind, of percentage, what what kind of percentage breakdown is that? Yeah. I would say 70% one-off, 30% extended longer-term okay. arrangements. And how many one-off projects do you need in a month to kind of hit your monthly revenue goal? Well, that's tough because... They're different sizes. So um, okay. go with the average. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I like getting I like getting a couple of four to five thousand dollar projects. I'd like a okay. I'd like, so a, I'd like make, a, let's, let's say a five thousand dollar project per week. One per, per week. week. So okay. you need you need twenty thousand dollars to to be okay. What? Be where you want to be for now. What? Need. What I want need is oh, not, as, not need is not as high, but want. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. So, so is that so is that twenty k a month? Is that kind of the the you know the eight the goal? Like we're, we're talking on, yeah, on scale. Yeah, like I'd you're say in the next year you can maybe be at a quarter of a million uh, a year or something like that. Yep, I think that sounds about right, and my math may be off, but that sounds about where I'd like to be. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay, cool. So, and, and you get like a, a one-off project might be four or 5,000 bucks usually on average or, or yeah, for, for, for a good one, for a good one. Okay. Yeah. And you, and, and these, these clients, they, you, they pay all of it up front. No, we usually do a 50% up front, a 50% when they're 50, done. 50. Okay. Got it. Classic 50, 50. Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay, cool. So, um, so, Currently, I, want to jump, I actually want to jump back in there and say yeah, yeah. that 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 is the the several four or five thousand dollar projects is good. I would actually like some thirty thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar projects, and and I have some proposals out that are that big, but haven't quite landed those yet. So that's those are like the nuggets, but I really want to get like to twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand. So <laughs> that's the pathway I see myself on. Yeah, can you can you tell me the pricing structure of what you sell, like these social these social media content uh, projects like, the yeah, like what, what might i get for five grand or how uh, do you how do you sell it like if it's if oh, it's sorry. a monthly retainer yeah oh monthly retainer um well on the monthly retainer it was it was an hourly based thing and, it, and i didn't really like that it was it was a tough 
structure for me to to really work on because it, it, it nobody knew how much they were going to get out of it. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, we spent this many hours on it, and now we're out of budget. So uh, it, it was it was less deliverables based, which is what I'm used to, and and how most clients like to yeah understand the project anyway. They don't mind retainers, but they need to understand the deliverables. And when it's strictly hourly, you're like, well. There's there's a, there's eight posts this month. That's it. That's all you get. And it, it, that didn't work out quite as well as I had hoped. And I don't know how to structure a retainer in that way that makes sense both for all parties. So I'm open to ideas on that. But on um, on a typical five thousand dollar project, that's um, going out, spending a day shooting, um, and then editing the material. So say a three minute video plus some some two or three. F- four short 15 30 second videos okay how, how many videos yeah. can you get from a full day shooting if you if you like short just short snippet type video like for social media how many approximately you know working from home is mostly great but there are some days when i realize i haven't left my house or even my chair like all day have you been there Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com freelance. That's linkedin.com freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Um, 10 or 15, probably 20, maybe. And we, we did, we did a, we did a project for a university where we, we actually had three shoot days and we came out with 64 pieces of content for them. Wow. Cool. And this is full production. Like you have a ton, like, do you have a ton of video gear and lighting and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, full. Okay. Yeah, usually on the crew, there's usually two or three people on the crew, sometimes four. 
we've got lights, cameras, mics, sliders. So this is high. This, this is, is high production stuff. Yeah, production. yeah. This is higher end stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have I have a ton to say about this stuff. Just by the way, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know, Preston. Like, I do you too, go man. First? <laughs> no, go kick it off, and maybe we'll just interrupt each other because I'm like scribbling notes as fast as I can because I've yeah. just got a bunch to add too. So go for it. Yeah. So I'm I have a buddy here in Austin who who's a videographer. I met him uh, about less than two years ago, and he was struggling. He was a solo videographer. And he was doing the typical 50-50. Um, he was doing he, exactly what you're doing, man. I mean, exactly. And he was like, he was he was basically getting paid to pay for yesterday's bills, right? Getting paid today for to pay yesterday's bills. And I told him to do a few things. And and uh, a year and a half later, he's got like eight people under him. And so I'm just gonna tell you the things that I told him. And hopefully you go and run with it. And then we're gonna wrap. So, the, then we're gonna wrap the podcast up and be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I I like I like the direction that you're going. I just think you need some tweaks all throughout the process, and and I think it needs to be uh, specifically designed in your sales process and your marketing. So. I like what you're doing, like what you've done with the content, like the the retainers. I don't like the hourly thing, like get away from hourly. Um, and I like the direction of of like you want these big projects, you want these five thousand dollar projects, you want these thirty thousand dollar projects. Um, what if I were you? I would focus on on the uh, social content monthly retainer contracts. Yep. yep. This is, let me just tell you, that is a huge pool of opportunity because this is what small businesses need and want right now. And, and for a couple of reasons. One, social content is just talked about, period. Two, it's a lot easier from a cash flow perspective for a business owner to dish out $500 to $1,000 a month versus dishing out $5,000 to $10,000 right now. You know, like even if it's a 50 50 deal. Um, plus, it's better for you from a cash flow perspective. So, the way I would do it, if I were you, is I would offer uh, a social content package where you come out maybe once every couple of like, or, or maybe every other month, or maybe once a quarter, I would say is probably the. The most amount of time I would go in between shoots, um, and just because it, it, people like forget about you, and you don't you don't want that. So, like, if you go out, if you go out and shoot shoot today at a business, and then you provide all the videos and stuff to them, and then like you don't hear from or you, they don't hear from you from like for three months, you know, th- then they kind of forget about you, and then they're like, oh, like. They're like, why are we paying for this every yeah. month when we haven't seen this guy in 90 days or whatever? Exactly. Yeah. So I, if I were you, I would do something where you do it every other month. Um, and I... Th- okay, this is probably going to be the hardest pill for you to swallow. Um, uh, just because I know a bunch of videographers and every single one of them are like this. Um, I, and this is, this is the reason why I asked if, if it was super high production. <clears throat> because... I don't think this stuff needs to be super high production. 
Um, and and I know this because like I I I I have set up video shoots before, and it and I would venture to say it, it takes just as long to set up the equipment versus shooting the content um, in some cases. And so I honestly think you can get away with a basic light setup and a basic mic setup and a, like one DSL, one or two DSLR cameras and maybe just like one guy or two guys at most. I think having an entire crew is just way too much. I mean, this- if, if you're going to hate Clay for saying that, like I was going to say even... Strip it down to like some good lighting and a good iPhone every once in a while. Yeah, like iPhone cameras are getting so good that you could really produce some good social content. And people are getting less and less picky about the kinds of videos that they see in social content. And I know, like Kendrick, I know you are. I, I remember from your questionnaire, like you're really passionate about video, not just about business. So obviously, I want to be sensitive to that. And I know you have like some passion projects with some documentaries and things like that. So I get it. You're a videographer hardcore, but. But I think from a business point of view, you could even offer like, like different tiers and you could hire subcontractors yep, exactly. who like show up at the company at your client's business with a couple iPhones and some lights. Uh, and I get you have to look professional. Like there's also that, that piece of it. So maybe you do invest in a DSLR or, or a, you know, a mirrorless or something. Um, He's probably and, already got them, right? Well, yeah, oh, yeah that's true. Tons, 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 of course. Of so, yeah, I mean, so maybe <laughs> just for professional sake, maybe you just send it to to make them look professional. But, but honestly, like, um, you could you could totally have a couple different packages where it's like if they want the full like commercial production level, highest production level, then they pay maybe you know three grand a month, five grand a month, ten grand a month, whatever you feel like is a good price. But if they just need like some basic social videos, like go around, talk to my employees, show off some of the stuff we're working on, whatever, like maybe they pay, you know, a thousand dollars a month or 500 bucks a month or something. You could potentially have different tiers that could all work together. Um, and then as you do really well on this like one camera version, maybe they upgrade to like the two, three, four camera version. I don't really know how you would do it, but however you tier yeah. it, they could potentially upgrade. We've definitely done a lot of projects that have done. A variety of of qualities by budget choice, meaning they yeah. don't have the budget for higher and stuff. So yeah. we, we go do something less extravagant, and and I see the opportunity there. Um, I just wondered about like the the idea of being like known for <laughs> substandard, not substandard, but like just less quality work or known for high quality work. And if I had to make a, a put a flag in the ground, I'm gonna say high quality work and yeah for I sure. Do, 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 I don't do the the iPhone kind of stuff. So um that's kind of where my mind goes on that. It's just like it, it, I, you guys are smart. You know what you're talking about. That's true. There's opportunity there. There's hundred percent probably growth in that model. Uh I I just wondered about like growing out of that model into where I'm already trying to go. I think my goal yeah, would yeah. still be to get to the thirty thousand dollar projects. So is that going backwards in some way? Is that mm. I don't um, think so. I don't think so because like I like and, and, and I probably like just be, being a video production company, I probably wouldn't do the iPhone thing. Um Preston has a very valid point. You could do that, but I'm just saying like if you got all the all the gear Yeah, if you've got it anyway, um, that's that's totally valid. Yeah. To me, it's all about it's all about uh how many people and how much um time you put into it. 
Mm. So you can you could still like because because you mentioned like you do a full day uh, production like with the with these like social content projects, but like and you say you have like a crew out there. It, to me, it's you, you still have the good quality. It's but it's literally in, in, for your lower level uh, lower level uh, plans for like a thousand dollars a month. It, it it would just be one person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like that makes a lot person, more sense. And you could still and and I know this because I've done it. Uh, you could still crank out a ton of videos at a very good quality. Now, is it going to be the same like Spielberg type quality? Like, no, it's not. And the reason is, is because that is not the purpose of that shoot. The purpose of that shoot is just to get daily nugget content. And so this, like these lower level uh, plans are meant to like basically pay your bills and keep you busy. And it also uh, gives you gives you room to grow because it is it, it you know these these and we keep throwing a thousand dollars a month so this is hypothetical but if you were to get twenty clients like okay you got twenty clients at a thousand dollars that's twenty grand a month now you know exactly how much money you got coming in for the next year or two years or whatever however you set up your contracts. Um, now you can have just like what Preston said. You can have somebody on your team, uh, like assuming you hire somebody, uh, you can afford to if you're making twenty grand a month um, to go do that, do, do those things. And what you do is you take those people, and those people are gonna naturally progress into an upgraded package. They're gonna like what you do, and they're gonna be like, okay, uh, what can we get? That's like maybe we want to do a, a big brand cornerstone video. I don't know what you call it, but that's what I call it. Mm. And then that's where you go, okay, well, we have a package for that. It costs $8,000. Um, and instead of 50-50, this is, this is me. This is what I would do. I would say, we can just throw it into your monthly thing and it'll be over the next six months or 12 months or whatever. Um, but it ends at 12 months. And so that, that also increases your monthly recurring revenue. Um, and it's also easy for them because they're already paying you monthly. They're used to that instead of having to dish out $8,000 right now. Um, and then whenever they decide, okay, they're happy with that. Maybe they want to do some sort of bigger project because they've been with you for a long time. So you can see how this progressively like upgrades. Um, yeah, with, my, with all these different packages. The, the client that we did 64 videos for, um, it was a university, and um, they ended up just doing it themselves after that year. So we did it for a year, and then they just said, well, we can do that. And you're going to run into that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's yeah. just inevitable. You're yeah. going to run into that. So they got their phones out, and they went what, and did it. I, I, honestly, I think <laughs> what it is, I think what it is is because it's a university. Yeah. yeah. Like free labor, you're gonna free run, labor. What you need, what you need to, <laughs> what you need to target are your, are your, your, uh, your local. And honestly, it, I think it's. I know you said, I know you said you don't want to be tied geographically, but for this particular package, uh, and it's it's very difficult to 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 not be tied geographically with video production, but I do have a solution sure. to that yeah. to that issue. Um, 
But like for this particular package, I think you got to hit up small local businesses. Like those people, they don't have a freaking clue. They don't, I promise you. Or the time. Like, sure. Yeah, or the time. Actually, I would say probably that. Um, so like that, that they they just don't want to deal with it. So that's who I would target. Like that, the reason why you ran into that is because honestly, I think it's because it's a university. Yeah. The, the other thing too that keeps coming to mind is like, so um, here's a little plug for my thing while we're while we're just plugging things on the plugging away on this show. Uh We've we've got a thing called the Six Figure Text Club. You can go to sixfiguretexts.com and uh, we just share like weekly nuggets. I stole this idea from Clay. You can go to his and get driptext.com, which are marketing focused. Mine are like growing your freelance business to six figures. And um, we shared one the other day from uh, our friend Brennan Dunn, who started Double Your Freelancing. And he just uh, has been a real thought leader in in freelancing and service-based businesses. And he says, if you want to 10x your rates, then instead of selling design or code or writing, or in your case, Kendrick, uh, video services, then uh, instead of selling a service, become a solution company. Sell solutions to your clients' problems. And in Brennan's experience and in the research he's done, he thinks you can charge up to 10 times as much for... Uh, selling a solution. And I think like that comes back to what Clay's saying is like the solution is they don't have time to spend making videos. They don't have time to learn how to, you know, use video editing software. They don't have they don't have money to invest in camera equipment. Whereas a university, they have all the free labor they want. They have all the time in the world. They have uh I mean everyone knows <laughs> universities are making bank right now because Students are just paying crazy amounts of money for tuition. So, like, yeah, maybe a university is not a good fit for this. Maybe they're maybe they just have too much opportunity outside of your services. But consider someone running a, a, a five, 10 person company that has good cash flow, but doesn't have the staff or the time or the expertise to develop videos every month for them for their social feeds. But they know that social content is important and the video is kicking butt right now. Yeah. Yeah, videos definitely. Yeah. Desirable on on the socials. I just need to teach people how to, to do the dancing for for the TikToks. <laughs> yeah, right. so that you know, dude, I can go. <laughs> we can have a whole other podcast on that because, like, honestly, the TikToks, uh, like the TikTok, TikTok and IG Reels is what people are really wanting right now too. So, like, as a video production company. I don't know. I don't know if you can figure that out. And I, I don't want to go down. This, this <laughs> but like, but like, hole. what's yeah. tough? What's tough is like, Kendrick, you're you're a documentary director. I mean, you're you're like you're a videographer. You're not like so so like maybe maybe we're talking about the wrong product or maybe we're talking about the wrong client. Because yes, there's a lot of opportunity there. But if you're not happy, if you're not satisfied doing that work day in and day, out, I don't know. Like, are we are we misaligning your audience with with what you want to be doing for work? I think that I probably I probably will ponder on what you guys are saying for a little while, but it doesn't. I don't know that I want to sell volume over over. Like I guess when I came on about the the system, is I know people are are going out to these um, various companies, and and for me, it's a sustainability niche. I want to go reach out to these firms that are developing innovative, sustainable solutions for all sorts of things, agriculture and farm, farm, pharmaceuticals and, and building materials and, and all sorts of car, like batteries and energy, like mm -hmm. they have stories to tell. 
And it's really important that those stories get out to, to their audience and, and people understand the solutions they're developing. And so I, I want to be the one to tell those stories. And so that's, mm, yeah. that's what I want. That doesn't mean it should come easy to me or that that's like, it should be handed to me, but that's what I envision going after. And I don't really know how to, I, yeah. I, 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 I've researched this stuff and I know people can make, you can connect on LinkedIn, you can send these emails, you can do these things, but yeah, yeah. all of those seem, which I haven't tried that much yet. So I don't, I don't have any experience to say like it works or it doesn't work. I just, I feel like I get one chance to make a first impression with some marketing CMO at this company that's a dream client. If I send him a LinkedIn message and it's a terrible message, then I've blown my shot. And I, I hesitate to yeah. send that message because yeah. I don't feel like yeah, I have I mean, a good... I, I can appreciate that feeling. I, I disagree with it. I think and unless you do something so abysmally <laughs> terrible that they remember you forever because of the terrible thing you did, like if it's just mediocre and they and they don't respond or whatever, then you know what? A year later you can reach back out to them, or six months later you can reach back out to them. If if you were forgettable, no offense, if you were forgettable, then they're not gonna remember you, right? So like just don't be so bad that they remember how bad you were, which I doubt you will be. I think um, I think you can always have another shot. Plus, like, let's keep in mind, jobs are always changing. There's always a new CEO. There's always a new CMO. There's always a new director of marketing. There's always a new this or that. Like, there's always new opportunity. I think, I think being paralyzed by uh, being afraid that you have one shot ever is it can be can be you know really scary. Can be can be like. I don't know. I think it can hold you back for sure. Um, instead of just like going for it. Plus, like you're never going to learn um, what people respond to and what they don't respond to in terms of your pitch, what works, what doesn't. I think you just got to go for it. And yeah, you're not going to get them all. You might not get the first 10 or 20 that you do. But, um, but I think you. it sounds like you've studied it a ton. I think you need to try some of the tactics you've studied. The LinkedIn stuff is gold. Um, that has worked for me really well. I know you can even work with companies like my friend Jake Jorgovan has a company called Lead Cookie where his his company, you can like hire them to go out and find the best leads for you and nurture those leads and they will bring them back to you ultimately. So you can just say like, I'm targeting CEOs of sustainability companies that uh, you know have raised a round, a seed round or like whatever you want it to be. And they go out and find these potential clients for you and um, and send you leads on LinkedIn and then they nurture those leads and ultimately close the deal for you. So you could do something like that. Like I think the fear of like striking out is is a totally a real fear. And I don't mean to, to downplay it. It's it's legitimate and and everyone has it. But if you but if you're worried you only have one shot ever, like I think that can be the wrong way to think about it. I don't know. Am I am I on, am I on the right path at all, you guys? I take that to heart seriously. Like uh, you know, it's the first impression thing. I have the fear, but you're right in that. Like, if you're forgettable, then, then they forget you, and it's not a big deal. Or you come yeah. back stronger, and they're that's right. They're gonna be like, okay, now he's now he means business. I love so that I you see said what that. You're saying. Yeah, I've I've had people come back to me and say like, hey, I know this wasn't a good fit uh, last year, but here's all the stuff we've done over the last year. Um, I'd love to chat again. And a lot of times I've talked with them because it just shows like they care about improving and they care about my business. Uh, they want me as a client. So like, yeah, I think I think it shows passion. I think it shows persistence to to go back more than one time and not just think that you've only got, you know, one shot. I think, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'll just say this. I think you're, you are, um, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I think you're fighting up against 
a Goliath. And so what I mean by that is, is that I think you're trying to do what everybody else is trying to do. And so I, that's the reason why, like, and I totally get what you're saying. I, I understand what you're trying to do and where you want to be. Um, you want to, you want to do these bigger projects to like these sustainability companies. Um, and I get it. I understand that I used to work in the sustainability industry and I share that same passion. I just think, I think one issue is sustainability industry by itself is it's pretty small, like in the whole grand scheme of things. Um, uh, and I get it, like you can niche down and stuff like that, but um, but also, like you have every other videographer trying to do the same thing. And I think I think to to your point of like trying not to be tied geographically, I think there's there is only two ways to do this. Um, one 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 way uh, solves both problems of not being tied ge- geographically, but and also will allow you to get nothing but big projects is you gotta have a hell of a brand. A big brand recognition and authority. I mean, like yeah. big time. Yeah, and and people will pay you to have to have you fly out wherever they are to shoot, and so it it won't matter where you live. I don't know what you mean by tied down geographically. I don't know if that just means you want to work just like on a beach somewhere and never move. But like to me, that means it doesn't matter where you live, um, right. and you right. and you can get clients anywhere in the world, and they'll pay you to come out there. Um, that's one way. Uh, that's super tough to do because y- you have to. You have to. Again, you have to be unforgettable against the tens. Of, like I don't know how many videographers there are in this world. Um, the other way is to be able to offer some sort of service that you can do remotely, and it doesn't sound like that's what you want to do. And to me, in your business, that is straight up just video editing. That's it. But the problem with that is they have to supply the video. So that could be frustrating for a, a video editor. Um, you know, because you, you well, we've got companies. we've gotten a, we've got a fair amount of business doing the YouTube optimizations and channel management. And that's another angle that I could oh, yeah, lean into. I could lean into um to become if I if I chose to if I chose to lean into the the goal of being remote, then I would I think I would lean that way and be like, all right, well, we're a YouTube optimization and channel management company. And we also produce if we, if we, if it fits, but oh, that's go. probably where okay. I would go. Okay. That, that's, that sounds like a good route that to me though, that, that sounds like an upgrade uh, in my opinion, but it could be, it could be a, uh, a cro- you could, you could sell that as a, as a separate service. Um, but when it comes to the videos, man, I, I just think like your, your, Brand authority has to be really high in order to get these higher ticket uh, projects versus like just cold outreaching on LinkedIn. Like yeah. I, I, I would never, this is just me. I would never dish out thousands of dollars to somebody who just kept cold outreach to me. Um, it, it has to be somebody I have been yeah, and I, and I think for a while. I think that's maybe I think that's maybe why those smaller packages are are interesting to me. And when I say small, I'm not talking about like a hundred bucks a month or something. Like it could still be one, two, five, even ten thousand dollars a month, depending on the client. You'll have to figure out what price makes sense for your audience. But like um for me, that's how that's how that's like the gateway to these larger projects that you want to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, 
you know, I'm thinking of like, maybe this is a cliche thing, but I'm thinking about like D-Rock who does uh, Gary V's videos. Like he started off and he started off free doing videos for Gary V for free just to like get the experience and to get the exposure, which obviously Kendrick, you're past that point. I'm not saying you should do that necessarily, but he started doing like kind of kind of cheap, sloppy, free videos for Gary V. And then because those went so well, they started doing like more documentary style stuff. And, um, you know, they haven't, I wouldn't say like they've produced like the highest quality stuff ever, but like they're progressing bit by bit. Um, and obviously he's paying him well now to produce. And he's got like a whole, a whole video team, obviously, now to produce like these lengthy, in-depth documentary style uh, videos all because it started off with like this sort of gateway drug a little bit. So I, so I think there is in terms, you know, you came on with the question to say like, how do I, how do I build a system of leads? And yes, there's cold outreach and, and all of that. But like for me, I love to monetize my lead generation system. So like uh, I, I like to make the barrier to entry super low, make them pay 500 bucks, a thousand bucks a month, give, it, give them something that you can easily repeat and scale. You don't have to, doesn't have to be a huge production. Uh, and then use that as a way to upgrade them into something bigger and better where they can pay you five, ten, twenty thousand dollars a month for these huge, awesome projects that you can do for them on a regular basis. That's something I haven't I don't remember hearing about much is the monetizing of the lead generation. I think that's a pretty fascinating concept. And I, I realize now that you say it that other people are doing that sort of thing, but I haven't recall I don't recall having it said to me like that. And I think it's pretty smart. Yeah, I think it can be really powerful. You reinvest, you reinvest the money you're making on your lead generation. You actually make money generating leads, and then you reinvest that to generate more leads, and you upgrade a certain percentage of everybody. So pretty soon you're you're developing. You have you have customers kind of at every level, which Clay talks a lot about. Has talked a lot about on previous episodes. You have customers at all different levels, and yeah, you might only have two percent of your customers are going to be at that thirty thousand dollar range, but um, you know that's all you really need because because they're paying so much more. So, Okay. Yeah, I will tell you that the monthly... So going back to my original story of the guy that I, I gave this advice to, um, he swears up and down, this is the only thing that saved him during COVID. Straight up. Like, he was... he. I don't know how much he's making, but like these smaller monthly retainer packages... Are like it's predictable, and he's getting it every month. So like, he he said he had um, he had three months. He was I, I can't remember what he said. I think it was like three or month, three or four months during 2020, um, where he had zero new clients, three or four months in a row. And could you imagine that if you did not offer monthly retainer, like three to four months of no new clients, it was is devastating to most businesses. But because he had implemented these monthly retainer packages and he sold them over a six-month period after I gave him this advice, he he got that monthly recurring revenue in those three, four, three to four months where he had no sales and he was fine. And so this is the reason monthly, like these smaller monthly retainers are so important. It, it 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 is a safety it's a safety net but also it is predictable income and this predictable income will allow you to invest reinvest into doing the bigger and better things that you mm-hmm. want to do which mean which could mean 
you want to do a bigger marketing campaign for your own company to market these bigger projects. Because you, you could do that because you know exactly how much money is coming in. Well, what do you guys think about the, the dividing the business up or niching in different specialties? Yeah. And maybe there's a different business for the lower-end productions versus the higher-end productions or... I wouldn't, um, do a di- I wouldn't do a completely different business. I would keep it under the same brand, but you could have different divisions. I see what, I see what you're worried about, Kendrick, which is like becoming known for low-end quality. Not necessarily quality, even just like, just like low-end video, right? You, you don't want well, to become... One, that's one angle. Uh, there's something I didn't tell you guys, which I wasn't planning to bring up, but I have another subdivision or, or what do they call it? A, a division of the company... That is focused only on real estate. It has its own website, has its own yeah. email set up. It's just real estate. It's just for agents to go. We it's low, uh, low hanging fruit, so to speak. We go, we film these houses, we turn it around fast. Uh, and I did want that that style of video. I didn't want that kind of client tied up in the Vertical River brand. So I had a, so I have another comp- another brand called LX Property Films, and we just go film those things. So I, I think this is I, I see this all the time. I okay, I, I'm going to go off on a little tangent <laughs> sure. here. I, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna be very very candid with you. Please do. I see this I see this all the time with videographers. They 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 and please don't take any offense. To I'm, this. Out, I'm, I'm just um, I, I see this all the time where there where it's I think it's an ego thing. Like just being straight up honest with you, I think it's an ego thing because. Because videographers, they want that high production value and that's what they want to be known for. I get it. 100%. I understand that. Um, and, and so like what they try to do, like whenever they try to do these like other packages, they put it in a separate brand so that that way, that way they're not tied to it. It makes them feel better like um, to where, okay, like I have this other money-making thing but I don't want to be known for it. I don't want to be tied to it. I don't want my name to it. Like, I think that's a mistake because now, like, if you do that, you're having to, to market separate brands. You know how hard that is? Like, that, that's super difficult to, to manage because now you have, you have two different websites. You have two different brands. You have two different uh, uh, sets of social media channels. Like, I would keep everything under one brand. I would have separate divisions. And, and, and on your website, I would be very clear. I would show examples. I would show examples of what people get for each package. And, and that way, people know that you do have a high premium uh, uh, service and you actually do have that capability. But like, also people know that, you know, if, if this is what you need, it's all about what people need. And what they want. Like if they want high production value, you have it. If they don't, like if they don't care about that or they don't need it, like in the social media uh, content realm, like high production is just not needed. There are, look, at, look at the videos that go viral these days. They're all shot on a phone. They look like shit. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. Uh, like look at all the TikTok videos, the IG, like... It's all selfie videos with zero, which is zero which is editing. like so hard to hear as a videographer. Yes, it's uh, so hard. Like, but and from so, a business like, point of view, yeah, like you just got to get past this, like this, like I don't know what it is. I just I don't I don't understand it. I I don't know if it's like an ego thing or something, but um, I like, and this was this was hard for my buddy too. 
he he had the hardest time doing this, but his back was up against the wall. He was making zero money and he had to do something. And so, and he just switched. He's like, okay, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to do what you say. And then he's, he, dude, he's raking in right now. And, and I think, I think it's just like, it's an artistic sensibility and it's definitely something to be admired. And like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Clay and I probably lean more to the entrepreneur side than the artist side or creator side. Although we do have, you know, a little of both. Um, but we we tend to default on the side of like, what's going to be more profitable? What's going to grow the business more? And I think you just have to decide like, uh, you know, people who care more about the art are going to focus on the art more. And, and they might fall into the stereotype of a starving artist for a long time or maybe for their whole career. Um, but people who focus more on the business and the growth side are going to sacrifice some of that artistic sensibility for some of the growth, and then that will pay off in revenue. But I, but I, but very, very rarely can you have it both ways, right? Only, only the I'd say the greats, like the the most famous people we can think of, are the ones that end up having it both ways, where they can do whatever they want to do artistically, and people pay pay top dollar for it, right? So that that can be a real challenge. Um, not to deter you, like, you know, make that happen if you can. But I think on your way there, I think we need to find some ways to get revenue in the door if you want it to continue to be a full-time business and um, and to build processes where you can generate leads because those those big pie in the sky, like big, huge projects aren't going to come along every week or maybe even every month. And so what can we do in the meantime to to build some consistent revenue into the business to keep it going until it can become what you want it to be? I agree with Clay, like separating everything out. I think it can get a little bit muddied. Uh, if you do, if you insist on keeping it separate, I would have someone else run the business basically, like the real estate video business. If that's like running and going under its own brand, just like have someone run that for you. But to spread your attention, Kendrick, personally between the real estate videos, some social media videos, um, and then like a documentary or large scale projects, like it's just a lot for one person to do well. You know what I'm saying? And so I yeah. think I think you know f- having you focus on whatever's most important is going to be the the critical piece here, Kendrick. Unfortunately, we're running out of time, man. This has been. I mean, I I think we could keep going on forever. Hopefully, it's been helpful for you. What what in the last minute or two here? What's resonating? Uh, what has worked uh, in this call? And uh, and what do you think the plans are for moving forward? Well, first off, just I appreciate the time you guys take and, and all the other episodes of this episode to help freelance freelancers with their uh, you know struggles. And, and I think it's a valuable resource you guys are providing. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Second, I'll provide two other little tips or little things that have helped me or for, maybe it's useful for the other audience. Um, is I actually do a, uh, a referral commission. So I tell people that I run into or that I know have a big network, I tell them, listen, if you bring me business, you get a commission. And that has paid off some. I found several clients through that and, and I make my commission checks and pay them out. And then um, the other thing I tried, I, uh, I did a, actually did a LinkedIn ad recently and I, 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 I tweaked it o- over the course of a month. Um, I did two different ads, but I kept tweaking it, um, changing the budget amount on that. And um, I ended up uh, spending $691 on the ad and I targeted just the people I wanted to target. So I felt good about that. I, I got 146,000 impressions and, and 125 clicks to my website. 
I haven't generated any inquiries from that. So I feel like my website wasn't the right place to land them on. But, um, but I just wanted to share those numbers with your audience and say, this was my result so far. And, yeah. that, and that maybe there's some value in those numbers for somebody else to consider. Again, I didn't get any inquiries yet, but I might later. And yeah. so um, anyway, that was just two pieces of the say two things I've been doing or trying. So that's cool. I uh, so yeah, greatly appreciate those, yeah, those very couple much. of tips. I think our listeners might, you know, uh, might find it interesting. Um, yeah. I do want to say one last thing, and then we we do have to sign off because sure. we do have an episode. Um, I I just want to say I hope you don't take offense to any of the, the things that that I uh, have given you. Like you can take my advice for what it's worth. Uh, sometimes like just like this is a coaching call. Sometimes it's things that people need to hear that they don't want to hear. Um, and so I one last thing I want to say is I do have another videographer friend who I gave the same advice to. Uh, he decided to go the other way because he's more artistic. Um, and he's more, he cares more about that side of things. So he did decide to do that. And instead of focusing on the business versus the... Uh, uh, or he, instead of both focusing on business side, he decided to focus more on the artistic side. So he decided to stay a solo freelancer. He's doing just fine. So I think as long as the money is there, you could do that. Um, but like all the advice I've given, or we've given up to this point is if you wanted to focus and scale and grow yeah. your business yeah. side of things. So I mean, that's, there's that's nothing what wrong the, with going the other way. You know, that's what the show really is about, right? Is like scaling your business, becoming a founder where you're running a company with multiple employees, um, you know, good cash flow. But of course, there's a place for, you know, uh, smaller teams, um, more like passion projects, uh, things like that. So yeah, I think I think you do you. Like that's what we're kind of all about at Milo is not only the profit and, and the revenue side of things, but also the fulfillment and the, the flexibility like you had mentioned before, Kendrick. So I think you're headed, you know, in good places. Hopefully this conversation has been helpful today. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on. It has been helpful, so thank you guys. And I guess it's just I'm a I'm a guy who likes to ponder and think, and then and then later on be like, okay, that was what I want to take from it. So, <laughs> yeah. so don't take me me don't take my lack of of saying anything further than I'm, that I did like it or appreciate it. But yeah, it takes me a little while to ponder on everything. So no sweat, man. The, thank you for the time. Yeah, thank you, and thanks, thanks Clay, for, for taking time today, man. All right, thanks guys. All right, we'll chat again soon. See ya. See ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya.